welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am re-sharing, reposting a video that I recorded for my PCOS Success online course, and I'm going to be sharing it with you today because it's on my PCOS journey. And on the podcast, years ago now, definitely the first episode, but I've done an updated one in the first few years, I was sharing my health journey. And the reason that I got into health in the first place was my diagnosis with PCOS and how it affected my skin, my hair growth, my menstrual cycles. But when I first recorded this episode, it was really just kind of the the basics of what I'd learned. And fast forward two, three years later, and now having fully recovered from PCOS symptoms, because I didn't know at the time, I was just managing things really well. And I had cleared my skin, stopped my hair growth, got my cycles back, but it took a lot of work. It took me on this restricted diet, hundreds of pounds worth on supplements every single month. Whereas now I'm on minimal supplements. My diet is so much more diverse and free. And I feel just healed overall in terms of PCOS symptoms. It's not a condition that you can fully reverse and get rid of the genes for, but to me, that doesn't matter. PCOS this whole time was a symptom for me. We're talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome for those who might be new. And yeah, I feel like now I've really reversed my symptoms. So I wanted to reshare my story on here and just give you a little bit of an insight into my PCOS success online course as well, because this is just one of the modules that I created for the ladies within that. This is a course that I made back in 2019, again, with the information that I had at the time. But because I've learned so much about the real root causes of PCOS and how environmental toxins, things like mold and heavy metals and parasites in the gut and trauma and not having enough feminine energy, too much masculine energy with PCOS can all be huge drivers. In the first round, I missed all of those things out and I talked about the impacts of gut and the stress but what it wasn't deep enough and now after so many more clients and experience and research and learning I wanted to update the course so that's what I did in 2022 I relaunched the PCOS success course so that I can give the new findings to the previous women who had enrolled but also continue sharing and helping women fall pregnant have that clear skin lose the weight that they're holding on to and just feel balanced with the hormones again, because this is such a common condition. Around one in 10 women have PCOS and there's varying degrees of severity. Some people, it's just, they look like classic PCOS and they get a diagnosis from the doctor. But if you relate to some of the PCOS symptoms, but you're struggling with the diagnosis, 
this course is going to help you regardless because it's covering the foundational things for hormone balance and how to ovulate regularly, how to make sure that your liver and your bowels are clearing the excess testosterone and androgens. I give even recommendations on skincare and how to formulate an optimal skincare routine with PCOS. And that's with help from my holistic skincare expert friends, Cheryl Woodman and Sarah Sumik. So, so much information is in this course, but I wanted to share a little snippet because this is just like an updated episode as well on my actual PCOS journey. Because I feel like now we're at the, the end of it. I figured it out and I really feel like these are the root causes. Um, I probably had most of them, to be honest. So it's not a really long episode, but covers my story. And hopefully it gives hope to some of you out there who might also feel like they're doing all the right things or they're stuck in this cycle of symptom management like I was for so long. Or if someone listens and they resonate, hopefully the PCOS success course, which I'll link in the episode show notes, will be really valuable to you. And I'm really um, proud of this work because, like I said, it was the thing that got me into health. And I feel like I have learned so much about it because it's the condition that I've been working with the longest now. So let's get into the episode. This is my real journey with PCOS and what I went through and finally what I learned and what my unique PCOS drivers were. In this video, I'm going to share with you my PCOS journey, just to hopefully give you some inspiration, give you some insight, and also hopefully so that you can relate and know that I can empathize with you. And that's why I created the PCOS Success online course. PCOS doesn't run in my family. So when I was 17, I'll just, I've not got any notes prepared. So I'm potentially going to go on some tangents. So just sit back, get yourself a nice drink. And we'll start from when things kicked off. I think I was 17 at this point. So I'd left school. I had been so active throughout high school. I was, um, I, tram I did trampolining. I did hockey. I did football. I did netball. I was just super active. And obviously you have a bit of a faster metabolism when you're younger. And not that I was overweight at that point, but when I left school and I'd gone from being active to not really doing any sports or movement, I was just sat at college all day. I just started to feel a little bit self-conscious in my body. And I did notice that more weight was going around my abdomen at that point. I remember sat on my bed, I must've been like 13 or 14, but I remember like sat hunched over and thinking my belly never used to have these rolls when I did this before. So I noticed that I was put, not that the belly rolls are the problem. It was that I was definitely more of the apple shape and it was more of an unhealthy storage of weight in that area, which is common with PCOS and insulin resistance and blood sugar. So I was pretty lean all over, but I just had this like spur tire around my midsection so I joined the gym and I went through a period of over-exercising. I'll skip you the details, but it was um, pretty intense. I was not eating enough food. I was working out too much and I was losing weight. Not that, not the spur tire weight though, like all over. Um, and then my period stopped. My hair started falling out over the next few months and I got really bad acne. They were the main symptoms that I had. So I went to the doctor and because the doctors aren't trained in nutrition or anything like that, not once did they ask me about my diet or my exercise habits. 
if anything, if I was a little bit more overweight, they would probably tell me to eat less and exercise more because that's the typical recommendation that women with PCOS are given. But he just said, like, it's just one of these things. It's genetic, can run in the family. Um, and the solution pretty much is the birth control pill to balance hormones, which I know, no, that isn't what happens. But I went on the pill um, my mum didn't really want me to and she just had a mother's intuition that it wasn't the right thing but the first pill that I went on was not great it was it was a really high estrogen pill looking back now that I know what I know I don't detox estrogen well and it, it gave me depression within a few days and it made all of my symptoms worse so I swapped over to a different pill called Gelsmin and I stayed on that for two years and it really helped clear up my skin. Um, it stopped my hair from shedding, but my hair didn't grow hardly at all. And I was having a cycle, a bleed every month, but that's not a real period. I wasn't ovulating that entire time that I was on the pill. And for a good few years after, I didn't, I didn't get my period back for two years after stopping the pill because of how much it impacted my body. There is a section in the PCOS course on conditions that can look like PCOS and um, one of them is hypothalamic amenorrhea and another one is a thyroid issue so I could have at that point had all three I, I definitely know that I have PCOS because certain hormones that have come back over time imbalanced um, and yet yeah, just the fact that I'm prone to very specific symptoms like the hair growth issue the acne um, the oily skin like I definitely have PCOS but I could have initially had HA or I could have had a thyroid issue and um, I could have had all three together. So it's just really interesting and we need to see PCOS as a symptom and not the ultimate problem. And the way that I was diagnosed is that I met um, three of the criteria, well, at least two. So I had an ultrasound and I had the follicle appearance, the cystic appearance, which they aren't actually cysts, they are just unreleased follicles which would make sense because I wasn't having a cycle. So I had that. I had symptoms of androgen excess and I had the anovulation. So I wasn't ovulating. I didn't have a period. So I ticked all the boxes. I remember them testing hormones and I don't think any of the androgens that they tested, like testosterone, were high. But they've, testosterone has never been high in my situation. You'll learn a little bit more about this through the blood test. You don't want to just test one thing and if you're if you're normal in testosterone or low it doesn't mean that you don't have PCOS because I had low testosterone really low testosterone for a while and still had symptoms of high androgens high testosterone because other androgens other male hormones were elevated but that's a bit of a tangent one of my favorite ways to support detox are castor oil packs they are an old school naturopathic remedy which can gently help to open up detox pathways and process toxins like mold and environmental pollutants that many of us are exposed to. Signs of sluggish detox pathways or a high toxic load include headaches, bad breath, puffiness, histamine reactions, skin breakouts and more. You could always try and make your own castor oil pack like I tried to for some years, but more recently other amazing practitioners have created really convenient kits that just make the process way easier. They come with a Tyrone pack that you can put over your liver, which is under the right rib. Also support more premenstrual issues like pelvic pain. You can tie the pack around your lower abdomen instead, so they're pretty versatile. 
My top recommendations are the Casta Vida pack on Amrita Nutrition if you're in the UK or Europe. Whereas if you're in the US, there's the Queen of Thrones pack by Dr. Marisol. Both of these are linked in my Instagram bio and in this podcast show notes. If you want to learn more about the benefits and the science, I actually interviewed Dr. Marisol. So you can check that out on episode 133 of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. And I really hope you love them as much as I do. But let's get back into the episode. So I went on the pill for two years um, and I didn't know that the pill pretty much worsens all of the underlying causes of PCOS, makes you more inflamed, makes you more insulin resistant, and it stresses your body out and depletes a lot of nutrients. So when I came off the pill after learning more about natural health, my period didn't return for two years. And at that point, other health issues had started to develop. Um, I had a lot of digestive issues. Um, Later, you find out that I had parasite infections quite badly. I had bacterial overgrowth in my gut. I was severely nutrient deficient. My thyroid was definitely underactive and I had autoimmune thyroid markers. I had been exposed to toxic mold that entire time and heavy metals, um, potentially Lyme disease. So a lot had happened and I finally got my period back. And I think when I was 23-ish, 23, 24. So it's been back for a good few years. And at the start, my cycles were always a little bit lengthier. And I might ovulate around day 20 and get my period um, day 35 or something. So sometimes I had an issue with short luteal phase, also known as a luteal phase defect, which just showed that my progesterone wasn't robust enough. And I probably wasn't able to fall pregnant or keep a pregnancy if I wanted to at that stage. Not that I wanted kids um, then, but fertility is a really important marker, even when even if you don't want kids ever like you want to be fertile you want to be ovulating strongly every single month so I got my period back um with I think just time patience trying to heal my gut I was eating more nutritious foods then Uh, for a while I suspected that I was under eating or at least not absorbing a lot of my food so I went really overboard with lots of calories just trying to because I didn't know what was going on honestly and I was um, following some of the recommendations for hypothalamic amenorrhea. But whatever I did, a combination of things got my period back. And yeah, it was a little bit lengthy for a period of time. Um, and a lot of my symptoms started to clear up over the years. But only really for me in the past, from when we're recording now, October 2022, only since June 2020. I don't know how much you followed of my general health history but that's when I really started to heal because I moved from a toxic environment I was being exposed to toxic mold that entire time which I now looking back really think that it's um, for me impacted my PCOS and it's been a big contributing factor it's not the only thing so I think the pill worsened it I know that my gut worsened it I know that um, my diet worsened it when I wasn't balancing blood sugar properly but I think a big driver for me maybe not for everyone was the environmental toxicity piece, um, but then also things like parasites. So as I've worked on those things, my PCOS symptoms have really calmed down, come into remission, and I ovulate now pretty much textbook day 14, 15, 16. I have a strong luteal phase, 12 to 14 days. My temperatures are good. I'm ovulating. Um, I definitely want kids in the next few years in my 30s. 
And yeah, I'm all set, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, uh, for a healthy pregnancy. And I just feel really good. My weight massively improved um, with reducing inflammation from the toxic piece. So I had previously been underweight from overexercising and then malabsorption issues. Then my weight went the other way where I was just like overweight and UK, I was like UK size 16 bottoms. I think that's like, uh, I don't know what that is in the US, maybe like size 14, 12, 14 US trousers. So definitely for my height, like it wasn't as noticeable as someone who's shorter because I'm 5'11". But I was really not comfortable in my body. So I can totally relate to the feeling of not look, not enjoying what you see in the mirror. My skin was horrible for so many years. My hair was so thin, greasy, um, falling out. I would hate going in the shower and brushing my hair because I would just be so depressed. I would count how many hairs I'd lost a day because I'd read that it was normal for 100 hairs to fall. So I wanted to make sure that it wasn't more than 101 because then that would be abnormal and I just got like so obsessed and for such a long time I was chasing the symptom of PCOS I was taking hormone balancing herbs and really just focused on trying to lower my hormones or boost them up and really micromanage but now even since first releasing this course I have really changed not massively my approach because a lot of the nutrition things are still relevant I still promote a similar way of eating but I really want people to look deeper at these root causes a big a big one is the clean food the clean air the clean water the stress the trauma I think that those are a huge um contributing factor for not only conditions like PCOS but pretty much any health condition you think you can think of there's going to be the people who just need to like eat slightly less carbs build some muscle, maybe do a little bit more exercise and the PCOS symptoms improve. But if you're on this course, I'm guessing you're not in that category. You're probably doing all the right things. You're probably already eating healthy, taking supplements, moving your body, trying to manage your stress, but still struggling. And that's why you turned here. And this is why I created this course because I want to put everything that I know and some things might resonate, some things won't, that's fine. But I hope that this course gives you some guidance next steps what you could be doing and yeah learning from my my mistakes and my clinical experience as well after being in this industry for how long has it been like five six years at this point so I would say I know my stuff when it comes to PCOS and it might be a little bit different than what you hear from other practitioners online um, it might be different definitely from what your doctor's telling you but yeah trust me this stuff works and I'm proof that you can heal from PCOS, um, but you need to be patient. Hormones take time and hormones are the followers. So they follow on when everything else is good, when your insides are good, when your body's nourished, when your body has all the nutrients it needs and it has a lot of energy, then it will start putting resources into your skin quality your hair quality, your ovulation, because those things are considered luxuries for the body. You can survive with a face full of acne, with no hair on your head, and without having a period. You can survive without having babies. 
But if your liver is messed up, if your gut is impaired, if your brain isn't functioning, and if you have like minimal energy, your body's not going to divert resources to those things um, in these desperate times. So you have to be patient and know that hormones take an absolute minimum of three months to start to change because what you do now with your nutrition and lifestyle and everything this month, it will affect the follicle that's released in about three months time in about a hundred days. And that's why it can be on a bit of a delay. And you might see like next month, let's say you've started everything you're doing really well, you're eating well, you're moving your body, you're following some of the supplement recommendations. And then you have the worst symptoms. You have the worst breakout. You have the worst PMS before your period. You have to think back two to three months. What was happening then? And that can throw people off because they're like, I'm trying to, I'm doing the best I ever had diet and lifestyle wise. Why is everything so bad this month? But it's because your hormones could be on a delay. So remember that moving forward. And for just general timeline, um, as a heads up, if you've had these imbalances since teenage years, and um, a lot of people, even childhood, they just don't manifest until the late teens, early 20s, when the period starts, whenever you have to respect your body and give it plenty of time to catch up and just you pressuring yourself rushing yourself having these deadlines and timelines that you need to follow and stick to it's just going to stress the situation out more and is a very masculine way of being and you're going to learn in this course more on the feminine aspects to healing because that's something that I missed out last time as well and I wasn't really focused on and I was very in my masculine um and still managed to heal quite a lot but so much more since embracing my feminine qualities and bringing out the masculine when needed like when I'm creating this course for you all but then spending the rest of my time in flow um and that's where you often heal restore because it's the same for women as that parasympathetic rest and digest and heal mode so that is my PCOS journey um I haven't tested my hormones in a while but I don't think I need to because everything's good. I have a regular menstrual cycle, 28 to 30 days. I ovulate with the full moon. I have a bleed with the new moon, which is very um, common for those not on hormonal birth control. My skin is clear most of the time, unless I overdo it on cheese or <laughs> too many gin and tonics every now and again, because um, I'm at that point now where I can tolerate those things. Um, but even things like excessive exercise and stress still break me out. So I need to be careful. And I still have the genetics of PCOS, but it's whether they're expressing or not. And we do have control over that. We can't change the genes, but we can change the environment, which is covered on the genetics um, versus environment video. So I'm doing pretty good. I am so happy to be on the other side, but I know that it's going to be an ongoing process. I can't go back to how I was living before, not sleeping well, staying out till 3am, eating junk food, um, taking the birth control pill, because the issue will just come straight back. The body, my body now loves being in this healthy state. And sometimes it can be a little bit more reactive when you do some of those things. And you might feel after you've been to a party and stayed out till three, you really feel it the next day, whereas before you could get through. But I would rather it be this way and feel good on my day-to-day -day life and feel confident to go out and wear nice clothes again and feel comfortable and confident in my body, feel strong at the gym and just feel more in touch with my, my feminine cycle because 
let me tell you, not having a period for those few years and when I was on that pill, I never felt less feminine and womanly. And it was really sad. And at first, I was when I first lost my period, I was like, oh, amazing, like something less to worry about every month. But then I realized like this is not a good sign of health. And your period is your monthly report card. And it really is your fifth vital sign to show you what's going on in your body. So pay attention, but also be patient and trust the process and know that your body wants to heal. It wants to be fertile if you're it's still in reproductive years. Um, and yeah, there's so much that can be done. So let's continue on with the course. And I want you to learn more about your PCOS causes and drivers. There's probably going to be more than one. And I want you to get to the point where I am as well. So I hope this has been inspiring and yeah, keep going with the course and I hope you love it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.